0: hello everyone and welcome to the 170th episode of the poorly planned podcast my name is benedict you may know me better as bhl hudson here we talk about movies tv shows a bunch of nonsense with me as always is my friend co-host and back to school buddy frederick you best believe it we're both best darn believe it we're both back to school buddies this week yeah we we were in denmark the last few weeks and now yeah. we are in fact back in our respective studies countries reasons. um <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah no, it's educational hellholes. <laughs> yeah got i got uh oh god i got three weeks of, of vacation was a lovely time we recorded some mm-hmm. pods met up had some had a couple nights out it was a it was a oh we did good old goofy time um, we, we had New Year's together. We did. We jumped into the New Year and all that. But now I'm back in Ireland. You're back in Scotland. We're back to long distance pod recordings, which I think yes. are less chaotic, which either some mm-hmm. people will enjoy or some people will not enjoy. Because I think as <laughs> some much, people will sit there, shit, as much fun as the in-person ones are. I feel like I can get, we, we can get a little <laughs> overly giddy occasionally. So I feel like there's a little bit more professionalism to this. Get these. overly giddy and hit the gritty? Oh, some might say. You really had to say that after I said these are more professional (laughs) to make a gritty reference. To be fair, I I opened this whole conversation by sending you a gif of someone doing the gritty, but... uh, Not just someone. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Say who it is. It's it's Nikocado Avocado. Is that his name? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Anyway. Don't pretend like you don't know. (laughs) Don't pretend I'm not a huge fan of his YouTube shorts. Um... (laughs) But <gasps> of him just splashing his face in spaghetti <laughs> today we're gonna be talking. number one fan <laughs> god are you are you an asmr person i gotta ask i don't think he's asmr he's just like filth isn't he <laughs> <laughs> that's a great categorization on youtube it's like mm, no it's not like film and tv it's not asmr filth that's what i would so I, <laughs> I mean it's so gross i mean it's pretty it's anyways pretty rough. Uh, yeah. No. I'm, oh. not, I'm not a big ASMR guy, apart from our ASMRs, which are delightful. Those are really good. Um, I also... There, there are these YouTube shorts where it's like super close-ups of like a knife cutting a blueberry. I don't know if you've seen those, but they're... I have seen those. Those kind of I enjoy. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, mm. today we're talking... It's going to be... <laughs> I shouldn't open it by saying an unremarkable episode. It's going to be an amazing <laughs> episode, but... Please, of course. We're talking mini-reviews, and by that Ooh. I mean... I have two that I'll speed around real quick, and then we can both talk. And of course, you can talk about yours. And we can both talk the menu, and Ooh. the latest dude, poor guy, Richie, Jason Statham's bald movie, Operation Fortune. Um ah, and brilliant. then we're gonna we have a couple of pieces of news. We're gonna talk the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, which I don't know if you've seen. We're gonna talk about a little bit of Golden Globe stuff, seen. and we're gonna talk some DC. Dwayne Johnson, James Gunn news, because that's been happening for a while. We haven't really gotten to it, so mm-hmm. we should discuss. Then we got the Tom news, got the announcements. It's gonna be just an all all round pretty good episode. It's what this thing's called? Content. Yeah. It's Don't... got some it's got some meat on its bones. God, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> yeah, appreciate us. <laughs> but anyway, um, time codes down below. By the way, we'll jump into it. I will. I only have two menu reviews besides the ones that we're gonna talk about. Um, which I can mm. I can speed around real quick. First of all, I rewatched the Disney Hercules film, an iconic masterpiece. Brilliant. Um Okay. Just, just the best Disney music, in my opinion. The best uh-huh. great, great characters. The one thing that I want to point out that I, I hadn't noticed, because I haven't watched it in a while, and now that I am a, a, a combat sport fan of sorts... Of course. A, sp- um, a specialist, some might say. <laughs> I've noticed, and this cannot be a coincidence, and I haven't done any research on it, but I'm sure they've said it in an interview somewhere... It's a very boxing like related movie. There are a lot of boxing okay. references. Like it's it's it, when he goes to Phil to train him, the way Phil talks about like, oh I trained all these guys who couldn't like they keep throwing these references. Like whenever Hercules is getting beat in a fight, like Phil comes over and Hercules, like sitting like he's on on the stool in the corner and like he wipes him down. Mm. And he's like, Go for the jab and then go for the and like the I mean the song is also called Go the Distance, which is like a boxing term. A lot just on the rewatch. A lot of weirdly specific boxing uh, references. As I sat there in my own boxing pants, <laughs> I sat there and I was like, damn. Also, I, like that I actually, see the similarities here. The official terminology. He's standing here in his boxing pants, wearing <laughs> black and red. I um, uh, an you know you're a boy. boxing nerd if you've got those. <laughs> By the way, uh, real quick, actually I didn't put this in my notes, but uh, we can talk about briefly. Did you watch the KSI event yesterday? I did not watch it, but I've seen the... Seen the a climax of it, yeah. No, the the climax was pretty good. Um, can, can I, I? need to ask something because I've seen a few memes of this, but I didn't actually uh, neither have the time nor effort nor will mm. to look this up. But did, did swarms beat someone with one punch. <laughs> he did. That was objectively really funny. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, what swarms? For those who don't know, who was a rapper who fought KSI a few months ago, who just brought him on short notice and knew literally nothing yeah. about boxing. He Mm -hmm. threw a jab and it just, it's one of those things where it landed perfectly. The guy was moving towards it. He didn't see it and it it fractured his like orbital bone or some shit. And so he couldn't, like that's a very serious like injury and like you can't see and you have like a pain in the back of your head and it's very, like it retires most uh, professional boxers from the fight. Oh my God. So Swarms (laughs) with the one punch KO in the first round. Kind of really funny. Um, Against who? Ah, fuck it some guy some guy who's been on these events before there was also they brought uh-huh. back uh pineda the guy who KSL oh yeah fought. i saw that they, i saw them hugged uh, i saw they hugged at the end and it's pretty good i don't know it's fun kind of cringy entertainment sort of yeah. thing but mm-hmm. yeah and nothing nothing too crazy um i just can i just say not that i'm trying to like nitpick youtube boxing but like I, oh, the whole please. thing is is like cringy and whatever, and like that's kind of part of the fun. But the only thing that like really gets me, I'm like, ah, oh, this is really lame. <laughs> Watching it is when the commentators like fair fights their job, whatever. But they start talking about them like they're like real professional fights because now they have these belts that they've introduced, and they start talking about like yeah. the champ, and it's like <laughs> and it's like title defenses, and they say like and and still the champion. And I'm like. You, your title defenses are against a, a DJ and, like, a fitness instructor. Like, it's not a... <laughs> don't talk about it. Like, it's an actual... Your title defense is literally against swarms, <laughs> my <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, literally. You won two belts in one night fighting swarms and some Mexican kid who, like, looks like he's never boxed a day in his life. Like, I don't know. That kind of stuff God. really... I mean, it makes me laugh. I'm just like, ah, like, this is why actual fight fans hate this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. And can I just say, again... Once KSI and Jake Paul fight, I definitely think Jake Paul will beat his ass. Yeah, no, definitely. But imagine if what he did— God, imagine Imagine seeds. if he did that. I mean, that's the only— Imagine if he pulls a swarms. <laughs> yeah, imagine if he one-punched orbital fractured him. Like, this stuff is like—it's kind of fun to fall in the background. I, I used to be really invested. I don't care at all anymore. That's the one mm-hmm. fight— that I would genuinely be I would there sit for. There and be like, I'd, oh I'd my be God. i very excited. Mainly because KSI talks so much shit and he's definitely going <laughs> to... Go like, I don't, I don't want him to lose, but he's definitely going to lose and I really yeah. want to see it. At the same time, I don't want to see it, but you know what I mean. But it'd be kind of, Yeah, no, for the spectacle, for the, for the climax of it all. Also, can I just say, mm. just another nitpick real quick. So they, they have these weight classes and these belts in this KSI organization, whatever. The fucking... They have a light heavyweight belt that's a hundred... That, uh, light heavyweight in boxing is 175 pounds. That's Mm. slim or whatever the fuck. And then KSI is the cruiserweight champion, which cruiserweight is 200 pounds. But KSI also weighed 175 pounds. So it's like technically he's below 200 pounds, but he's nowhere near cruiserweight. Like, that's not the same. It's literally just like it have two different belts. It's so like absurd. I don't understand. Anyway, that's just been on my mind. I had to get that off my chest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> After watching Hercules, I also realized that Hercules isn't the same weight as the gods, and that really did not sit right with me. And I realized they never sanctioned the fight between Hercules and the multiple headed demon. There wasn't even a, a towel to throw in. Like Hades was clearly on the roids. Um. <laughs> Hades had some iron in his glove. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was my Hercules review. Um, but yeah, that's. Anyway, KSI and whatnot. KSI, yeah. I mean, again silly business but i do want to see this fight happen that would be yeah they're saying the end of the year so we'll see <laughs> so you know um let's see here just like two little yeah again quick fire ones i've been watching a lot of modern family mm. still not not uh family guy my bad <laughs> <laughs> modern family guy <good>, that is <laughs> It's a modern family guy i so have bad. as well so actually cro- so. crossover i'm working on <laughs> I mean, what, what episode have you just seen oh uh, i've been it's just been like my background kind of like comfort mm-hmm. show sort of thing so i'm in i'm in like season 17 or something i'm just like burning oh, through it please i'm in 19. <laughs> fuck wait no i'm in 19 oh, yeah. wait no i'm in 19 as well Wait, wait a minute okay okay uh uh wait what was the last one what <laughs> really needs to focus I, now <laughs> wait shit this can't be happening I again <laughs> i kind of watched them on falling asleep i'm not gonna lie the last one i think was stewie what did he do <laughs> what did that little rascal get up to uh I, I can't even what was the last one you watched the last one I watched was Cutaway Land. Oh, yeah. I, I, that was like a few days ago I watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are we on oh, the same trajectory? That's so weird. We are on the same trajectory. I'm just sure that we're watching on and <laughs> our, off just randomly in the background. Our family guys are <laughs> connected. What a lame connection to have. But yeah. <laughs> it's so awful. It's... Um, I I kind of love it. I'm not gonna lie. It's so bad at times, but it's also really funny at times. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like sometimes the gags go on for way too long. Yes. (laughs) I was like, oh my god. Like I never, I never want to watch it with. I never want to show someone it and be like, look, this is a thing Uh, I like because you don't know if it's gonna be a good episode or a terrible episode. (laughs) My me and my girlfriend we watch it every time we eat breakfast in the morning, (laughs) which is a terrible thing to start the day. Great opening to the day, honestly. Um, but so I've been watching a bit of that, and then I'm also re-watching, also with my girlfriend, The Boys. Because she hasn't seen it. Mm, a classic. And halfway through season 2 now, and it's just, it's so good. It's such a gross, yet amazing show. They said, uh, they're working on season 4 at the moment, they said that they're going to have the grossest thing yet in yeah. season 4. Not sure how I they're going to top like, the um The, the termite in, in penis, yeah. to put it lightly. <laughs> to put it very uh, ambiguously termite crawling into the urethra but um yeah excited to see it yeah i wonder what happened in that scene i I don't know (laughs) why are they so vague about it um (laughs) speaking of uh i don't know penis uh, there's probably a bunch of penis jokes in it i watched horrible bosses um oh yes i saw um your letterboxd review i thought i thought it was it was okay kind of uh, low-key kind of mid i got a comment that was like mm-hmm. rare bhl l so i guess it's a it's a beloved comedy it was is it a beloved comedy i've heard of it but i've never seen it. it okay can i just say extremely nutty cast with one exception the one exception is um it does star as the antagonist kevin spacey that's an l on the film's part i mean mean, not really it's not their fault but kind of unfortunate when he shows up that that's like immediately takes you out of it but (laughs) but here's the most horrible boss (laughs) literally the most literal casting the worst possible (laughs) boss but then it also stars let me just say you have sudeikis bateman and charlie day is the main cast and then charlie charlie days he's the guy from it's always sunny the guy with the beard you'd know him if you saw him um, okay. Funny so guy. Me. <laughs> then the other bosses are um, Jennifer Aniston and a <laughs> horrific performance from Colin Farrell where he's in like okay. makeup to make it look like he has like the most receding hairline he's just like doing coke off strippers and stuff great stuff Damn. and then also it has mm. just a, the worst possible cameo uh, okay <laughs> where they're they're trying to hire oh also jamie fox is in it for a large part of it um and then the most horrible cameo where they hire they're trying to hire a hitman to kill their bosses and this guy shows mm. up um and it turns out he's not a hitman they've accidentally hired like a male prostitute who pees on people um and that person <laughs> is in fact <laughs> yo and <Gruffod>. no <laughs> it's, it's not Gruffa-fud, the piss man um gruff of gruff of the piss <laughs> yeah but i mean look, as a movie it's like it's pretty funny it has like a couple of funny moments but it's not i don't know maybe if i like i don't know it, it was just it felt more like you know those comedies where it's like actors kind of improving and having fun with each other and you more like you like, yeah, 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 like kind of like an um, anchorman kind of situation yeah but even less so than that like it was just i don't know it was enjoyable enough but i wouldn't call it like hilarious but it was kind of a mid-time. I mean, you gave it two and a half stars. That's kind of low for a, for a BHL Hudson review. Yeah, I'm a very generous reviewer. I gave free guy four stars. So, like, what's up? <laughs> so, like, sue me. So, like, come at the king? <laughs> come at the king? <laughs> <laughs> so late. <laughs> Just complained about KSI's boxing events? Then. Yeah. yeah, I mean, these guys are talking as if they're real boxers. You know what they can do? They can fuck come at the king. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want these hands. <laughs> they don't want to taste the smoke. <laughs> I will swiftly move on mm. um to a movie that I don't think you've seen that came out um called The Pale Blue Eye. Ooh. Starring Bale. Christian Bale. Is he is he playing Edgar Allan Poe or is he in an Edgar no. Allan Poe story? I can't remember. It's a bit of a, a mixy matchy here because Edgar Allan Poe is his sidekick in the movie. No, <laughs> God, what a... (laughs) You wouldn't dare. What an absolute degrading role to put, like, a historical poet in. (laughs) I think, again, I don't know if this is true. It might be, like, I mean... Are you going to watch this movie? No, fuck no. Sorry, no offense. Okay, it's okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fuck that shit. Can I spoil it for you, then? Yeah, sure. I have to say, just, I want to say, I read a bunch of Edgar Allan Poe last year for my English class, so I'm kind of, like, a... Mm. So kind of like of the, I kind of I kind of see him in a very high regard. For mm-hmm. him to be sidelined by Bale is truly a dishonor. So disrespectful. Legacy. I hate this movie for it, and I can't ever watch it. <laughs> um, no. So spoiler warning. Bale plays a detective, right? Mm. It's kind of like Sherlock Holmes. He where like the introduction uh, of him is like, oh, you stop this gang, you've solved this murder. You know, classic kind sure. of detective. Bit thing. of a Benoit. He little benoit kind of thing i i am gonna write a letterbox review and i was thinking of calling him benoit bale mm, I think that'd be very clever good. um very clever um <laughs> or subverts, christian blanc it subverts expectations you could say <laughs> something with this panache <laughs> um but so basically he lives quite close to like a cadet academy right and so there's been a murder there. There's been a murder. <laughs> and he goes there. It's a guy who's hung himself. Hung himself, I love you. But then his heart's been cut out. And then it basically... And at this academy, Orwell is also there, like, as a cadet. And then he kind of, like, asks Orwell to help him out in different things with, like, literature. Because there's a bunch of, like, notes and stuff they need to decipher. Very, mm. like, pretty good movie. Not amazing. Not bad. And kind of like... Yeah, like, obviously it's kind of <laughs> like, who, sorry. who done it? Is it about... George Orwell and not Edgar Allan Poe. Am I just a complete idiot? Oh no! Sorry, 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 sorry. It's okay. not Orwell. It's Poe. Okay, po. okay. For a second, I was like, oh god, I made myself look like such an ass once again. <laughs> Go on five minute, Edgar Allan Poe rant, and then it's like, yeah, it's about um, J.R.R. Tolkien, actually. No, that's my bad. I got my poets mixed up. <laughs> okay, okay. So cool. That happens to me very often. Uh, no, so yeah, Poe is there. <laughs> Sounds weird to say. It's definitely a Kung Fu Panda movie. Um, but so then. It's kind of like, it's a kind of whodunit, like kind of decoding the mystery. It's, it's solved. Then there's 30 minutes left. You're like, ooh, what's this? It can't be such a, because it is a bit of like a dragged out movie, right? So you're like, okay, maybe it's just like a really long and sweet ending. But then it's a whole twist on the entire thing because it turns out that the people who, because the, basically the people who were found guilty of killing like different murders and stuff like that, were then, like they died in a fire, caused by themselves and Bale, right? Mm. And it's then revealed through Poe, because Poe does a bit more digging, that the entire thing was actually Christian Bale who killed those people because they raped his daughter. Wow. That took a... Yeah. It's a bit of a dark twist term. at the end because it's, it's like a very, like, not wholesome, but kind of like satisfactory ending and then, like, Bale's just sitting in his, like, winter cabin and then... Poe comes in and like reveals this thing for him. The entire movie is like kind of spun on his head and put on his head, and then Bale kills himself at the end. Huh. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot to unpack. So my biggest problem is still that they sideline the iconic. Just didn't didn't register. <laughs> so I was like, you're still stuck on the fact that I accidentally <laughs> said Orwell. So you're telling me you cannot tell the difference here. God, that's a that is a that is a dark twist. Would you call it having not seen it? Would you say it was like an effective twist, or does it kind of feel a bit like? I would say it was. Okay, huh? Because like basically the entire thing is kind of that like the villains are like, oh, we didn't think you would actually kill for because there is like doing, they're doing these satanic rituals. Mm. And they carve out hearts of the victims. They're like, we never thought you had it in you to kill. And they never say they did it, but they never say they didn't do it either. Right? So it's kind of left like, oh, sure. they probably did it. But then it turns out that they just carved the hearts out. And Bale got lucky because he killed the people. But then they needed, like, hearts for satanic rituals. Right. It, huh. It's, uh, yeah. It's, I think it's a little bit difficult to explain because it's it's quite convoluted. But, honestly, a pretty good movie. I'll be honest, but, I mean, yeah. You I'm- probably won't watch now. <laughs> I have had the entire thing spoiled for me, but that sounds a lot more interesting than what I mm-hmm. thought it was. I thought it was just kind of like a boring, it looked, the trailer was not great, I'm not going to lie, it looked kind of like a dull, no. Bales, maybe Edgar Allan Poe, or maybe he isn't, but like. <laughs> the greatest sounds... mystery of all, <laughs> who is Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> that, so- that sounds like actually pretty pretty compelling viewing. Again, like, if, it's, if it weren't for the last like 25 minutes, it would be kind of just like a generic whatever movie, but then it's, it kind of, it, it makes it, I think. Damn! All right, fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of new films that have have come out recently, uh, we have both ooh. seen <clears throat> the Menu and Operation Fortune. One of them we saw we together. Had, indeed. One of them we saw uh, separately. Can I, can I just say one thing before? Because these are the, probably the main two movies we're going to talk about. I've got yeah. one more that ah, I think sure. you will like. That I've I've seen. I did in um, fact see yesterday the Banshees of Inner Sheeran. Ooh, there's a ooh. shout. What are we... Very good movie. Right? And, and so depressing. Holy so shit. sad. Very sad I film. Thought, again, I will write this in my letterbox review. I was going to write, Expectation, Nutty Feral, Reality, Depression. Because goddamn, it's so sad. <laughs> I mean, there is a little bit of Nutty Feral.
1: There is some Nutty Feral. It's mostly but at the same time, there's also Feral
0: crying him. with his dead donkey in his lap. which yeah. is just... Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of... Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't want to spoil. Of yeah quite a bit of maiming in there um yeah well i'm glad you saw it um i'm trying to think it was so long ago since i saw it but yeah i mean just very good performances a sad Kyogenhan. yeah a great film a great a great film great sad film well on on the note of great sad film should we talk about the menu first the menu i watched uh, a few days ago and holy shit it's so good it's really good right i think when i came out of it i recommended it to you yeah, like right, right off the bat because it was it's a great film on its own
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then it also has just like i don't know it's not even like a nutty quality for us to specifically to enjoy but just like a, a comedic a darkly comedic style to it that just made it yeah very fun i actually recommended it like because my family doesn't really like horror films and so i was like oh you should really watch the menu and they're like isn't it like scary and whatnot and i was like actually i'd say it's probably more a comedy than a horror film like it has thriller moments but it's yeah more funny it's all, than i would it say scary. horror it's, it is more like a thriller kind of absurdism kinda yeah thing. yeah um should we go spoilers right off the bat or i think we i think we do all right I spoilers, spoilers for the menu it's great you should watch it uh if you don't want to know spoilers you can skip ahead down below um mm. yeah i i think it was a it was it's this like new genre or genre that's like very popular right now Of this like rich people are Stupid and annoying satire, like we have with knives out films, yeah. and a lot of TV shows are doing that right now. But this mm-hmm. was one of the more effective ones. And as much as I love Glass Onion, watching this afterwards, it almost feels like I don't know. This <laughs> Glass Onion is terrible. <laughs> like the <laughs> it would I did... see that Benoit is in fact the imposter. Here. <laughs> there's like a little bit, not that it's super subtle, but there's a little more. I don't know edge to the to the satire in this one. I feel like yeah, I'd say so. Um mm-hmm. But what do you what you think of the Fines? First of all, big fines. Performance. Fines, honestly, <laughs> love the Fines, and like to, obviously, like he's a creepy, creepy guy and stuff like that. But towards the end, I'm also like, oh, I I like the Fines, you know, like when he start when he makes the cheeseburger, I'm just sitting there like kind of yeah. <laughs> ah, it kind of it's a bit of a wholesome <clears throat> moment as well. Yeah, I mean, he rediscovered his love for food. Yeah, I think it's such a, it's also a really like unique. And an interesting story about like obviously he's in the wrong for like murdering all yeah, these people yeah. whatever but like there's also the way they present it with you know how unlikable they make some of the other characters and also like how in this over exaggerated way the expectations of all this like rich people bullshit chef stuff has like totally mm-hmm. like yeah. driven him crazy basically uh really yeah. well performed from the from the finds such a good finds uh performance yeah and the the nicholas holt also crazy just also amazing i sat there like god what is what is wrong with this guy <laughs> yeah no i also i very much it made me laugh i mean and maybe one moment that wasn't supposed to make me laugh necessarily, but when Fines makes <laughs> but when he him hung himself, well, <laughs> not exactly that, but when when Fines makes him cook in front of everyone and he fucks it up, whatever, and Fines whispers something to him. It's just the idea that Nicholas Holt made such bad food that Fines just leans over and whispers, <laughs> "Kill yourself," <laughs> and then just walks away. It's kind of very funny. It's like he really does his best. <laughs> You should end it all. Literally kill yourself. Get out of my kitchen. <laughs> Which is, I mean, basically what happened, but um, probably exactly what he said. But now, like, I, I love the. Oh, it seems we've been, a new chopping technique. We've been yeah. blissfully ignorant to, or something. Yeah, and Anya Taylor Joy was great as well. Um, she, she was. I liked her. Really good. Her whole like arc and the stuff with the fines and. I don't mm. know. Yeah, like it, it, funny, scary—not even scary, but like. Unsettling, unsettling when it needed to be yeah, yeah, yeah um like when she like i don't know like i think the build up was really really well done in this movie because like even like from the very first thing you can kind of see like oh yeah something's kind of off but then it it's more gradual than instead of just being like fully just into madness you know like when she looks outside when she's in the bathroom and she sees the angel wings i was like ooh got a little bit of goosebumps there yeah yeah you're kind of you're you're in this kind of film, you're kind of waiting for the moment where it's like, and I mean, I heard some theories that was like, it's all like they're cannibals. They're eating people or so. Like you're waiting for that big reveal. And the fact that mm-hmm. it's like, they can tell something's weird. And then like the guy shoots himself, but they're still like unsure if it's a performance or it's not. And then just, they basically like, yeah, just yeah, yeah. all realize like, oh yeah, this is, this is fucked. Let's like, let's deal with it. Yeah. It's yeah. Just incredibly paced. And I don't know. Like, I can't think of a, a, a negative for it, really. There um, weren't, yeah. There weren't really many negatives for it. It was just a really, like, engaging and, and fun movie. If and I can... I li- even... Sorry, go ahead. Go on, go on. No, no, go on. I was going to say, n- not, a, not a complaint, but just a point of confusion that maybe you could enlighten me on. But uh um, oh, Please. Every also can I ask the, the beard scratches I can I can see. Oh it. of course I've okay, that's okay. I could just see you stroking that thing and I was like, Not in that way, people. Gosh Oh like, God. <laughs> just, uh, sorry, I saw you stroking that thing and I had to tell you to stop. Podcasting is the ultimate boner pill. Um but the the creepy guy who hired Anya Taylor Joy to pretend to be his daughter, um Yes his wife what did she do to deserve to die in all of this because she's there as well and she seemed pretty maybe i missed something but she seemed like she was pretty innocent in this whole thing and she was just like sad Um, about i i guess i think it was also like more of a i don't know just because they're they're together they're the custom Mm. like the the customers who always come and they couldn't name one single dish or something like that which kind of proves they're like what I don't understand is why <laughs> why uh, the actor's assistant had to die. That was like that was well, probably my funniest like the, the one of the funniest things where it's like, what school did you go to? Yeah. B- Brown, did you <laughs> do you have student loan? No? You're gonna die. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, fine. yeah, no, don't I don't hate know. her just for being wealthy, like <laughs> but I thought that was also. Is yeah. that because it is was that because like, she stole from the actor, or what? I don't know. I guess and also i think in it being the reason it can kind of get away with that is because it is sort of like an absurdist comedy and it's like the fines like he he sticks to all these things meticulously but then he also has moments where he just kind of like breaks from his character you know what i mean he's clearly just like a weird crazy person and like i don't know i thought i i also enjoyed (laughs) (laughs) wait sorry. i shouldn't enjoy the slander of an old woman but when fines just says you donkey (laughs) I'm sorry. Can we talk about <laughs> the Fines penile stabbing? <laughs> it wasn't penile. I thought it was penile, but it was in the thigh. Oh, oh, really? Because that's I. Yeah, I thought I thought he just got his exactly. junk junk jabbed, the classic that's Fines thought, junk I thought, jab. I thought. that would make a lot more sense, but I think he did just get stabbed in the leg because that was kind of like the thing uh, he did to his dad, mm. where it shows the you know like right it's, in the, the thigh. That way yeah, I, I thought he should have been stabbed right in the old uh ray fines cockaroo <laughs> thought you were gonna come up with some really clever fines penis pun there but just the ray fines cockaroo uh yeah okay i guess I, I, that's that's my bad but okay, I'm well, sorry, zero out of ten, 10 that moment for you <laughs> <laughs> but um overall i'd say just one of if i had seen it before i made my top 10 list probably would have been in my top 3 of last year. Honestly, I Honestly, really Honestly, yeah, loved it, it was so good. It's one of the best thrillers I've ever seen. And it was just Again, yeah. I did not I expected it to be kind of funny, but way weirder than it was. Yeah. And this one was just like I thought it was going to be like way more of like a niche little I don't know, focus more on the food, I guess, and them being like just pretentious and then something happens. But no, the whole thing was just so good. Yeah, I think I was expecting more of a bloody murdery twist to it, like a ready or not or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's not to say that um, I was disappointed. Like I think the way it executed its premise was was amazing. So highly recommend yeah. the menu to everyone out there. I'm gonna go with a uh, nine point five out of ten. Honestly, really, really good. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna go nine point six. T- race out of s- two fines. Oh, but yeah. does but is his penis intact in this situation? Ah, uh, uh, never. It's, it is as it normally is, completely <laughs> separated from his body. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is no penis to stab. <laughs> and then, the, uh, what's it called? Oh yes, the other, the other film that we saw <laughs> And then the, uh, where am I? <laughs> the, the menu? Um, <laughs> we did, in fact, have a Woody's to see Ooh, we Operation did. Fortune. Rue de um Utica. bit of a funny backstory in this Woody's. Um we did end up seeing it in what some could literally title the baby bew. Um mm. but that's uh wasn't wasn't our fault, I wanna say. <laughs> I but it wasn't not our fault. <laughs> no, so basically I, for anyone who, who anyone who doesn't know, a baby bew or baby cinema screening mm. is basically just where parents can take their newborn babies in to watch a movie because the baby is none the wiser won't you know pick up on the violence obviously you shouldn't take like a three or four year old to it but like so like they'll bring babies in but then there's the kind of thing where like babies can be sitting there crying but it's kind of like a an escape for the adults so that's the kind of thing yeah baby view and then we uh we had a bit of a tight schedule yeah. and then um we wanted to, we, we did want to hit another woody before we both uh headed off from denmark and so we looked at the times and the one that suited us the best was, I believe, it was it 11 in the morning? It was an 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Uh, 11 semi-truc. a.m. Uh, screening of Operation Fortune Rude Yeah, in the baby uh, view. In the baby view. So we had a little a little breakfast, Woody, breaking with tradition mm-hmm. of it being a dinner. We had some delicious uh-huh. uh, crepe, crepe pancake type situation. Um, it was so good. Pretty good. And then, yeah, we went for it and we were just like, you know what? We'll just deal with the babies crying and we'll try not to be disturbing but al- people. But also, when we looked at it, there were no, uh, no seats had been taken. That's the thing. We were like, we'll probably, be, we'll probably be safe here. It was very humiliating walking in there because not one, but two employees told us. <laughs> you know it's the baby B.U., right? And we're like, you, do, you do realize you're going into the baby B.U.? I was like, yes, we know. Are you a, are you a big fat like, like, baby? <laughs> little bitch. Like we were already kind of ashamed of what we were doing. Yeah, we're like, and it's not pretty to pathetic. Drive it home to the baby view. Um, but fortune, operation fortune, favors the bold mm. because there was only one other person in there, and it was also someone without a baby. So <laughs> yeah, also we were a man who just did not have a baby. So yeah. we were sitting there like, yeah, just we've, one of them we've al- done good here. An 11 a.m. screening. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the way, for those wondering how they. I, I would not take my baby to this. I don't know, like, to a movie with, like, all the shooting and shit. I don't know, because the volume was still very high. Like, the lights aren't as dim, yeah. but I don't know. Strange. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, the lights were on, and the door was open, I believe. But otherwise, it was it was just a normal cinema experience. I don't, I don't yeah. know. But um, Operation Fortune, the latest Guy Ritchie film. It's such a weird release for this movie. I think it was supposed to come out several years ago. Pandemic, okay. I think, delayed it. And then... I believe I don't know if this has been confirmed, but I saw a rumor, and after seeing the film, I can confirm that they do appear. The villains, or at least some of the villains, are Ukrainian, and obviously that mm-hmm. would come across as poor taste if it was released. I think it was supposed to come out in like March of last year, and so now I think okay. it's been dumped yeah, yeah. on a oh, little bit. It's been dumped on streaming in America, and is having like a one-week release in Europe that we managed to catch. So <laughs> this movie's basically just been thrown. Just just get get the fuck out of here. it's it. About 500 people worldwide will see this. Movie. Probably, yeah. Straight, it, I've been so weirded out by it the, the whole time, but anyway, we finally saw it. Um, Jason Statham, also, Guy you, Ritchie. You could just, you could. Can I just say, you could easily just like forego the whole Ukrainian could... part and just say they are from some other country. <laughs> easily, the ADR... Ukrainian aspect of it really does not stick. Not... It it maybe makes you think that they didn't do it for that. But yeah, like so many other movies, uh, I can't even remember now. But like. Even like the fucking the news about the Flash in the past few weeks, were like, yeah, they edited out Henry Cavill's cameo and Gal Gadot's cameo, and they and Ben Affleck was in it originally, and all, and all this shit. It's like, okay, so if you can edit out every fucking like ma- seemingly major plot could, point of a film, you could ADR you someone to edit like, out like three words. I think they call them the, the Ukrainians three times. Yeah, can't be cannot be that hard. But um, anyway. As a movie, we were pretty excited because we enjoy Guy Ritchie's uh-huh. work generally sometimes, mm-hmm. and yeah, sometimes we like The Gentleman a lot, one yeah. of the faves. Ma- Wrath of Man, kind of stinky, big stinker. And then we we went into this thinking it was going to be kind of in between. Yeah, were we right? We were. It was. It was. Uh, I would say so. Yeah, not not even close to as good as The Gentleman or like as memorable, mm-hmm. but it was a totally fine, fun way to kill a couple hours yeah. in the baby It brew, was good. It was, it was fine, brew. yeah. It had, um... Yeah. It was. It had, like, a couple things that I would point to and be like, that was exceptionally good. Like, I would say Hugh Grant mm. was very fun for us, because we enjoy... Hugh Grant was it was. It amazing. was basically, I mean, it was different, but it was a little bit of a re- reprise of his Fletcher Mundo role in some ways. I think... I think him and Guy Ritchie do like this little Fletcher Mundo esque yeah. role they've created for him, and they should just do that for multiple. Just movies have him now. cameo in every movie. Is that? But he's just a little bit much more mean and horrible in this one. But it makes for yeah. some some and fun horny. moments. And horny, very horny. Um, mm. and Statham's fine. Some of the action's fine. Uh huh. It's all totally fine. It's it's Buck. B- B- Bugsy Malone is <laughs> B- good. Bugsy Malone is like. <laughs> Randomly interspersed throughout, it feels like he is maybe just friends with Guy Ritchie, and that's why he's—he's he's not bad, <laughs> yeah. but he clear his character clearly didn't just need like, to be in this. It's a very strange choice. <laughs> yeah, he's just like I like dogs. It's like all right, all I right, like buddy. dogs, and I'm a really good sniper. Yeah, for, and that turned a little bit Irish at the end there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he said he's a banshee of Ivernet, Iver Inner Shireen or whatever. The, there you go. <laughs> what the fuck that island's called. <laughs> it's not a real island, I don't think, um, but. Sorry if it is, and I just offended every listener. I'm, I'm All our listeners reside on that island. It's not even a real place, dude. Who lives with donkeys, bro? Um, but the. Um, <gasps> who lives with donkeys? <laughs> it just feels like very much like a. Uh, this might be a super specific reference that no one else can relate to, but like in the. A e- Hercules boxing match. <laughs> In the evenings when you walk out into, like, the living room or something, and your dad is watching some, like, generic action movie on TV, and you're like, what's this? And he's like, I, I don't know, it's just, just kind of on. It feels like one of those movies where, like, you'd walk in and you'd be like, I'm oh, very it's... insensitive of you to all the fatherless <laughs> listeners. <laughs> sorry, sorry. God. Fine. When your r- cousin is watching a Guy Ritchie action movie, and, and then you beat him up. Man, you're, j- <laughs> j- you're just taking yourself deeper and deeper just, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Offending all the cousinless ones, but... Um, <laughs> the cousinless one sounds like a weird cult (laughs) but I don't know it just it was totally generic whatever like nothing really I mean I will say I also very much enjoyed Aubrey Plaza in this she was good yeah I haven't seen her a lot lately she's she's very charming me neither she's 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 very (laughs) charming (laughs) (laughs) old man VHL enters sorry I had to bring up my cocktail party young ladies ladies. Josh Hartnett was pretty fun the actor guy Mm um statham yeah. is he kind of I mean, statham Statham's statham is statham he, he does the thing is he does the vin diesel thing where he's the same kind of like him in every movie but at least he's he's not vin Diesel, he's yeah. actually kind of charismatic yeah yeah he, he has something <laughs> suck it vin <laughs> um um also i i like their handler i forget his name but handler oh yeah yeah i don't, I don't, I don't know <laughs> Handler, <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> the Betny imposter. Yes, he did look. He did look so much like a Betny imposter. God, I, that should be his legal name, Betny M imposter. <laughs> <laughs> what does the M M stand for? Betny. <laughs> 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 so stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna look up who it is now, just so we can. <laughs> gets really giddy. I'm gonna find his real name, Carrie <laughs> <Kerry> Elwies. <laughs> yeah, you're Betny impostor from now. on. <laughs> Sorry, Carrie. <Kerry>. Betny impostor. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. It's definitely not. <laughs> one of the one of the lamest things. <laughs> uh, you're Betny Imposter <laughs> now. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was. Was there like a weird cameo in this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like there was a weird cameo somewhere. I mean, I guess um, Big Dave is in it, which is that counts as a I f- as a weird cameo. Big Dave is in it. <laughs> it's the weirdest cameo. I do feel like there was a weird cameo as well. Um, <laughs> it was Statham the whole movie? Yeah, I honestly don't have much more to say. Just a uh, a thoroughly okay movie that, like, I wouldn't say was bad, but I certainly. <laughs> If it was in cinemas, which it isn't, I wouldn't recommend that you, like, run out to see it. Yeah, also one of the most sexually confusing lines in in cinema. (laughs) They call me the cocktail master, (laughs) minus the tail. And then Grant absolutely just, (laughs) you could... you could hear his jaw crack. <laughs> That's a great moment. Aubrey Plaza is <laughs> like pretending to flirt with Hugh Grant, and she's like, "They call me the cocktail master minus the tail." And Hugh Grant just pulls <laughs> the just such a face <laughs> to it. I don't believe it. <laughs> <what> I just <laughs> he can't fathom the riz that just came his way. So <laughs> it's good. Truly, truly awful way of describing that. <laughs> you could not fathom the riz that came his way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that sounds like it's from some poem, The Riz That Came His Way. <laughs> Alternate title for the pale blue eye. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, I'd say like a solid seven out of ten, seven point one out of 6.9 yeah, out of ten. I'll, I'll give it a around there. I'll give it a seven point two. Yeah. Just to best you. Fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> shit. Pretty good. Uh no, actually good. Fine. Should we do yeah. a little bit of news? Also, I feel like I kind of cut you off when Ooh. you were talking about Banshees of and I'm sorry if you, if you had anything else you wanted to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been on my mind. I was like, damn, he, he was all excited that he'd seen it and everything. And I just kind of like <laughs> smacked him down a little bit. This entire podcast. <laughs> he been sitting there. Oh, am I a bad <laughs> so person that? God, am I a shitty host? And worse, <laughs> a horrendous friend? <laughs> I don't think I have much more to say on it. Okay, fair lie. enough. I gave you I gave don't, you a don't chance. Worry about it. That's that's all I needed. <laughs> um, I will cry tonight, though, <laughs> to your Colin Farrell body <laughs> pillow. I told you that in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the roundtable, by the way, of um, Colin Farrell, Adam Sandler, Brendan Fraser, Austin Butler, uh, a couple other people? I think they were all just sitting around talking. It was very, actually what really is this good. fever dream you've had? <laughs> it was this like video on <laughs> Pornhub, I think. No, it was it's like a uh, yeah. a thing that they do. The Hollywood Reporter, they get like a bunch of actors and they sit around a table and just like talk about shit. It was actually really good. I, I'd I'd recommend it. They get very very deep and very. I you know. have not seen that. No. Well, anyway, speaking of nothing, actually speaking of that thing, because he was on that table, uh, we can Ooh. talk about the Golden Globes real quick. I don't have much to say Ooh, except for I one. have not. Really heard much or seen much? I think the I mean one pod worthy thing. I think Marvel won its first acting Oscar for Angela Bassett in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She is uh, Angela Bassett the is moms, the Wamanda okay. forever. Okay. So what she said when she went up there? She leaned into the mic. <laughs> Wamanda forever <laughs> walked off, <laughs> banned from the Academy forever. <laughs> Worse than Will Smith. War well, mom to forever. <laughs> I don't think it's a award-worthy performance. I guess it's, like, kind of to honor... I think she's got, like, one... She's got one screamy thing where it's like, have I not given everything? Yeah. Like, okay. And she does faceplant in the water that one time. But <laughs> which... she does hit that... <laughs> I mean, like, I think it's meant to, like, kind of honor the Chadwick Boseman thing, which is nice, but... I don't know. It is nice. Yeah. Good Good for her. Good stuff for Marvel. And then... Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced this. Ki Hoi Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once won for Best Supporting Actor, I guess, who was also okay. played short round in Temple of Doom. Ooh. And he was in The Goonies. And he just gave a, like a really <laughs> lovely speech where he was like, he just seems genuinely, if you watch the speech, I think you'd like him a lot. He just seems like the most genuine, okay. nice guy. And he's just like <clears throat> okay. super excited and. He talks about how like he thought his acting, you know, he was never going to surpass being an Indiana Jones and what he did as a child, and um, mm-hmm. now he's now he's here and, and it's just, it just super wholesome. and He thanked Steven Spielberg and he thanked his wife and just a very beautiful video. So you should you should check that. Did Spielberg out. direct everything everywhere all at once. No, but he directed Temple of Doom. So I thanked him for like giving him hints. His like ah kind of like a little gateway into the yeah because he was there as well. He, as th- they say. I think he won best director. Um, so. Yeah, big Spielberg night. Did you see the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania? I have. And I can just say, I wish I hadn't. I'm going to say, I'm going to put this out there. Bad trailer. Real bad. Bad trailer. And spoiled a lot. Spo- <laughs> spoiled way too much. I think first trailer, perfect. Really good vibes with the song. Get a little tease of the Kang. The, sa- the first trailer is one of my favorite Marvel trailers of all time. Mm. I got goosebumps every time I watch it. Now stinky Ugh. stinky 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 first of all spoils a couple just a couple little surprises like modok you know spoils like that the giant head uh. thing in the chair and just like other characters that are kind of showing up doesn't really need to be in the trailer it would be more fun to see that in the movie uh spoils mm-hmm. like a bunch of <clears throat> visuals and action scenes and kind of like just little moments scott lang two of him and a ton of scott lang's as ants making like yeah. an ant pile whatever which is less egregious, because <laughs> I get it, it's like a visual for the trailer. But then, the, like, but then the big one. Go ahead. What's his name? Kang? Mm. They spoil that he's a bad guy. Like, I mean, yeah, he you, was kind of like, you kind of would, you kind of like, I don't know. You know he's going to be the bad suspicion, guy. But, but But at the same time, the, I like the kind of mystery of it in the first one. The and, and the and the thing is the thing that I really am annoyed by, because like I get if you need to show him fighting Ant-Man, whatever, to have like an action shot, fine, whatever. But the fact that they put in like specifically like they're making an arrangement. Get this thing for me, and then I'll do this thing for you. And then they put in a line at the end where Scott Lang's like, We had a deal. Why the yeah. fuck would you put that line in the trailer? I get I think maybe a trailer person thinks like that sounds like a cool, impactful line. But if you think about it, and I know it's not that deep, or whatever. But to the common man, I'm spoiled. Rotten! But if you think about it, you now, even though you can guess the outline or whatever, you now know they're going to make a deal. Most of the film is probably going to be Ant-Man going to achieve this thing. He's going to come back with mm-hmm. the thing that Kang wants. And then Kang's going to yeah. betray him and break the deal. And like, again, even if you can see that coming, it now makes it less, it makes it more boring. You know Exciting. how you, you see a movie trailer and then you remember a bunch of shots from it. And then a movie's playing out. And you think in your head like, well, I, I remember this thing was in the trailer, and that hasn't happened yet, so I guess that has to happen now. Yeah. It makes it exactly more like you're like you're waiting for something to come instead of just enjoying. It makes the, the whole moment. thing predictable, and I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing has just been. I was actually really, really hyped to watch this movie, and now I'm still obviously going to watch it, but I am way less hyped. Yeah, I. The end of Bad Marvel, <laughs> Black Adam, where he they put him in water or whatever. And then there's, like, mm-hmm. the whole rest of the movie. I'm just wait. I'm like, I know he's going to get out and fight the bad guy. So the rest of this is just boring because you've made it, like, predictable and whatever. Yeah. You know? And I, I worry that that might fall into that. So, I mean, look, the movie might still be really fun. Um, but also, by the way, I have to say, even though there's some amazing visuals in this, some green screen looks kind of goofy, I have to say. Which, some, <laughs> which ones? There's there's one shot in particular <clears throat> I remember. They're we're rocking <throat> some goofballs here. I won't lie to you. <laughs> the What's her name? His... Janet's mom, whatever, one of those fucking characters who I don't care about at all, <laughs> if I'm honest. They're like... They're, I'm sorry. Everyone in the Ant-Man films besides Ant-Man and maybe the Wasp, I don't give a shit about, okay? I'm yeah, sorry. That's fair. Hank Pym, you, I could you're not give the biggest less. of <laughs> Hank Pym <laughs> supporter. <laughs> I'm such a Hank Pym hater, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care. I don't care about his <laughs> wife. She the weirdest s- thing to be. She should have <laughs> stayed, stayed in that role With one phrase, Hank Pym hater. <laughs> they should bring back... Whatever the guy, his friend was from the first one who got the van. I got the van. They should bring him back. He was the... Michael Pena. Yes, he was great. But anyway, um, there's a shot where she's riding some, you know, quantum butterfly or some shit. And it looks real bad. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of it looked good. though. I'm nitpicking on that. <laughs> Again, such a fever dream sentence. <laughs> she was riding this quantum butterfly and that shit looked real bad. Still excited. Yeah, not great, but not great. Not, not a, exactly. Still watch it, but definitely uh, L. many steps below the first one. And yeah. L for Marvel. L for Marvel. <laughs> uh, and finally here, we can briefly just do this just because some of it's interesting, some of it's really funny. Should we talk about the DC... Catastrophe, and um, please, that we need to we need to address the elephant in the room here. Which, for the record, could turn into the DC greatness. I, if this is done well, it could be mm-hmm. fantastic and could turn this franchise into. I was listening to a little of the Weekly Planet, and they were saying that it could, if this is done well, like it could be bigger than Marvel because these characters are so iconic, and if you just made good movies yeah. with them, they'd be really popular. But um, right no. now, it's a bit of a mess, um, and it has been for like the past ten years since it started. But James Gunn has taken over the DC stuff along with uh, some other guy. I think Peter or something. Um, Peter Safran. Uh, Dinklage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They got renowned Hollywood producer Peter Dinklage involved <laughs> to, sh- to write the shit. Um, but Peter walks in. All right. It's time for some changes. boys. <laughs> fires everyone. Makes himself the star of all the films. He is uh, the makes new Catwoman. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman three. You say he is. <laughs> um, Wonder Woman three. Return of the Dink. <laughs> to be fair, I would watch the fuck out of a DC movie where Peter Dinklage plays every character the Nutty Professor style. <laughs> that would be so good. A one woman show, but it's Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Um, but basically they're restarting everything, which is a bit of a mess because we still have films coming out like Shazam and Aquaman that are set in this world, but Mm -hmm. they're re they're starting over. So Henry Cavill's out, Ben Affleck's out, um, apparently by rumor, I think Patty Jenkins was going to do another Wonder Woman movie and they like didn't, and they said like, we don't like, like, nah. (laughs) <laughs> nah, fam. They, like, wanted to rewrite it or something, <laughs> no. and she was apparently, allegedly, like, insulted by that. Um, which, for the record, if okay. that is true, I would say you should have taken the rewrite. Your last Wonder Woman movie sucked huge ass, if I'm just <laughs> being <laughs> that that gonna be In support of Patty. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What, have you seen Wonder Woman 1984? No. I've one not. of the worst movies I've seen in years. I'm not even kidding. Like, it would be one of my top five worst superhero movies. Straight up garbage. But... Um, does pine come back he does does, yeah but then he dies again at the end (laughs) which is like such a dumb classic (laughs) pine classic pine but um yeah basically so they're gonna keep you know they're gonna let like todd phillips do his joker stuff and matt reeves batman there was a rumor that they were gonna make matt reeves's or robert pattinson's batman the main batman um but he said james Gunn said that's not true they're probably going to keep, you know, Peacemakers being made, and maybe the Suicide Squad. But I don't know how you keep some of it and then reboot some of the others. Uh, James going to yeah, allegedly. Sorry, go. I mean, because I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, Peacemaker is so separate from the whole thing. I think that still works. Like, what about Momoa? Are they keeping Momoa in? So apparently they want Momoa to stay, but not as Aquaman. They want him to play Lobo allegedly. Who's a I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a character who Momoa would be great. The guy. By who, way. Is he the guy with like the kind of wolf? Slash yeah, lion he's like pelt on his back, white, and he has the like motorcycle and shit. Okay, I can see it. But I mean, a lot of this is unclear. Uh, apparently, James Gunn might be writing the next Superman movie. They want to go with a younger Superman. There was a rumor that he shut down that it was going to be um, Nate Jacobs, which I would not like. I'll be Who's, honest. Who is Nate Jacobs? From Oh, you haven't seen Euphoria, have you? No, I've not. Uh, he's I the, can already he's sense the guy. It's not. Okay. He's the main guy. No. Yeah, no, he's he's I no thank you. But um, genuinely, genuinely, mm-hmm. why not get Peter Dinklage? <laughs> honestly, I'm really here for it. I think it would have genuinely such a good time. <laughs> I, mean, I do too, honestly. Let's get that hashtag Dink for soup. <laughs> Let's get that trail. <laughs> very confusing hashtag. You tweet that James Gunn repeatedly, he has no idea what you mean but hashtag hashtag dink for, soup. Hashtag dink for soup. let's do it hashtag dink for soup. trends worldwide the most retweeted tweet of all time both Donald oh Trump god. and Joe Biden like it <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. there's finally unity in the states god um, but anyway hashtag dink for soup <laughs> world peace Russia puts down their guns? <coughs> Global warming is no more. <laughs> um, if someone... Look, okay. I know we don't, we're don't. we not supposed to request okay. things for the fan page. <laughs> but please, someone <laughs> write to James Gunn and make but this happen. If someone could Photoshop... It doesn't have to even be good. Dink, Dinklage is Superman. I'd really like that um or just a joe biden tweet hashtag dink <laughs> <please>. <laughs> <be good> <laughs> um, but yeah anyway there's a lot of confusion and he said he's gonna to be fair he's been very like trying to keep people updated and being like communicative but we'll find out more stuff in the coming weeks but i think we should also real quick talk about which we've touched on briefly but it's absolutely hysterical and this is i would say the first very public l that Dwayne the rock johnson has taken because um, mm. he's usually a very well-oiled PR machine, as well as just a well-oiled man machine. Um, uh-huh. So he normally doesn't find himself in a situation where <laughs> he, like, he I really try to just let it go. <laughs> comes across as a well-oiled <laughs> man machine. As, like, as not in control, as trying to damage control, as kind of mm. I don't I kind of want to say pathetic, almost. But... <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of, it's really... You don't often see this well-oiled man machine be (laughs) pathetic, but here we go. But he basically has been trying to say that, you know, there was a report that Black Adam was going to not make any money, uh, basically not turn a profit. And then, that was from Variety, and then Deadline wrote an article about how it will profit, which Dwayne Johnson then tweeted out with a bit of a, a bit of a, like, Again, like things a bit that he's of a sass to oh, it? A bit, bit of like a try hard. Like, no, look, I am I am. we did do the we did make the most money. But also, if you look at the article, it makes a weird comparison to the first Captain America film which doesn't hold up upon further investigation. And he it mentions that it will make up money in merchandise, which does not count as box office money. Like that's just an irrelevant. It's like, well, you know, we made this much at the box office, but also we're going to sell a bunch of Dwayne Johnson t-shirts. So, if you think about it we actually but also made... i have just started my old sandal company <laughs> but also the dwayne johnson only fans is going to be booming in the coming weeks i'd pay god i would i would pay that. i would i'd pay. pay millions um god just for one right, let's make it happen <laughs> single cheat you can just go to Ballers get two cheats <laughs> right. i just need an hbo subscription that's my dwayne johnson only fans um but anyway then a bunch of other stuff has come out that's been either like <laughs> I'm going to say rumored and alleged because I haven't done enough research to like say how much of this is legit. But apparently... <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson kills James Gunn. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's rumored. I'm not going to say it's for sure. No, it's like he apparently... And it kind of comes across in how he marketed the film because he's clearly very passionate about it. But he also seems like he might have wanted to really be the star. And apparently he wanted the DC universe to revolve around the character of Black Adam instead of him just being like a character in the universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, yeah. he wanted to, I don't know. It, it comes across as basically like he was like, I'm Dwayne Johnson. I'm going to save this whole fucking universe. Like just me. I'm like, yeah. Bring the Dwayne Johnson factor in. It's going to, like, mm-hmm. destroy the box office. It's going to work. Trust me. And now that it basically, it didn't flop, but it certainly did not uh, perform did as not well as they succeed. imagined. Like, I guess he's just embarrassed or he just, and now he's like, what, what, so what, what box office did it, what, what did it bring home, the movie? So it made 300, somewhere around almost 400 million worldwide, um, okay. which is not great for a you know, like a or a big a, superhero movie. Yeah. yeah, like a low-tier Marvel movie these days will do like six hundred or seven hundred million. He compares it to the first Captain America, which did around the same money, but the first Captain America was in two thousand eleven. It wasn't trying mm-hmm. to kick off this entire Dwayne Johnson saga. It also, if you adjust for inflation, John, made much again, more money. <laughs> kind of sexy sounding, the Dwayne Johnson saga. <laughs> like, I don't know. And now he's been basically booted from... I'm sure maybe he'll show up in a cameo in something if they do like a, you know, Doctor Strange style universe crossover. But he's basically been booted as the character after talking about it for so long. It just, it's not come across very well for Dwayne Johnson. He's, he's gone on like the defensive here very publicly. And it's been kind Damn. of embarrassing for him. So you hate, you hate to see, hate to see on, it on the defensive. But Dwayne's... Oh. Dwayne's taking owls. so. God. Speaking of Dwayne, mm. uh, just quickly, I think I should in, enlighten the listeners on what happened to me in the airport. Oh <laughs> yes, please, please do. Please. Um, well, so as some of you may know, I did re- in fact receive a Dwayne Johnson uh, paper mask from mm. from you. Yes. And uh, great Christmas present. <laughs> brilliant present, honestly. And so because I didn't want it to get crinkled, I took it along with my other most valuable possessions. I took it along with me in my hand luggage through course. the airport. And for some reason, because I think I had magnets, or it could be because of this mask, uh, through security, my bag got, like, searched. Yep. And then <laughs> the guy just pulls out the mask, <laughs> looks at me, looks at it. The most disappointed I've ever seen a person be in the entire in my entire 20 years on this earth <laughs> and then he just goes in like a deep danish voice it's not even he's not even a good actor man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Gosh. What, how like, do you what? come back from that just i just said there's a like, like, shame that is uh you yeah, know I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that i got you detained by security but also in fairness given the cargo you were carrying very appropriate of them mm, to do so very appropriate yeah <laughs> Um but yeah just that, just that we were talking on about Dwayne and I thought I would course get this little nugget of, of cr- criminality. We 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 had some fun with that mask. That makes it sound real sexual. Which it was. <laughs> we had some real good fun with that mask. <laughs> Y'all don't want to know. That's on the point Y'all don't want to know what happened with that mask. After dark. <laughs> um <laughs> we're going to move on now. It's time for bit dumb news. Uh, Tom Cruise gave TAR director step-by-step instructions to save previous film film from Harvey Weinstein. What? So apparently there's a movie called TAR that's come out, which is one, like, Oscar contender. Um, And it has a guy in it who was in a movie with Tom Cruise. And basically Tom Cruise... Harvey Weinstein wanted to re-edit the film, and... Okay, Field recalled, I was... This is from independent.co.uk. I was weeping in the bathroom. I called up Tom Cruise and said something terrible has happened. He basically said, this is how you're going to play it. It's going to take you six months, and you'll beat him. But you have to do exactly what I'm going to tell you, step by step. Um, okay. Interesting. So okay, well, anyway. Cruise making, like, real-life plots <laughs> against Weinstein? Is that what I'm hearing? I guess we could spin it that way. <laughs> Cruise dub? Cruise dub. Let's say cruise dub after two seconds of research. Maybe missed the whole point of the story. Anyway, cruise dub. (laughs) (laughs) Going to move on to the announcements Cruise hero moment. (laughs) Uh, First, some comments on the latest pod. Al Feld says, Mm. hey guys, first of all, thank you for reading my comments. Second, I have a show recommendation, Star Wars Andor. Uh, You need to watch it. Best show of 2022 has Andy Serkis at one point. Happy 2023, poorly planned. New note, have you seen the trailer for Renfield? It stars Nicholas Holt as the lackey to Dracula, who is played by Nick Cage. I feel like it would be a fun Woody movie for the two of you. Uh, I did see that trailer. I don't know if you did. It looks quite I have not, no. Nicholas Holt and Nick Cage in a Dracula comedy. Could be a shout. But... <laughs> I like it. That sounds pr- quite good. And we have gotten a lot of comments to watch Andor, so I may, I may have to get on that at some point. Yeah, me too. It's uh, in the Mandalore. It's like Star Wars universe. Yeah. But like, apparently do, it's... Do we have to have watched all the other movies? No, it's apparently Rogue it's, Rogue One, right? it's like a separate thing that's like better than all that. <laughs> that you don't okay. have to have all the context for. All is about that jazz? jazz. All that jazz. Josie says, That is actually crazy that Freddie didn't hate on the kid in Violent Night. This really is the new year. <laughs> Very good. I I mean, I won't lie. The kid was terrible. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate the kid. Um, he also says, I forgot to timestamp it, and I'm too lazy to check, but I can confirm that Freddie did say he loved the first Avatar in episode 114, Most Anticipated Movies of 2022, where you guys talk about Avatar 2, possible two-second shout-out. So, Josie... Let's go! You get a two-second shout-out. Shout-out to Josie. And also, um, Kian sent in a clip on the Instagram from a video where we were talking about the trailer, where, and I said this to him, and I'm not even kidding, in the clip, you go, well, you know, I saw this as an avid Avatar fan, and I went, "Mm mm-hmm, I legitimately thought you hmm. were joking. I'm not kidding. I thought you were being sarcastic because that's such a thing we would say sarcastically. So I feel like I can't be blamed, but I can be blamed a little bit. So also shout out to no, you could absolutely be shout blamed. Shout out to you don't a Kian. don't remember anything. You don't listen. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you sound so deranged, <laughs> Josie. Um. Anyway, let's move past that. But yeah, no, I, I'll take the L on that one um good zj says today's a nice day also the next knives out should be called knives out sussy imposter omogus i agree (laughs) really good idea um daniel says (laughs) that's quite good another really great and enjoyable episode keep up the truly benoit blanc-esque work and i love the part where you argue uh, benoit accents for like five minutes and of course cake sully and P.S. Freddy's a massive <laughs> Avatar fan. <laughs> okay. okay <silly. laughs> On the most anticipated episode of 2022, <laughs> when you discuss Avatar 2, Freddy mentions that he loves the first Avatar film. God damn it. So two-second shout-out. Here we <laughs> come. Yes. And we need a Benoit full-action episode, or at least a <laughs> segment. Maybe pod 200, dot, dot, dot. I don't need an iPad. <laughs> 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 um, then Kean says, I know this isn't directed towards me, but I'd just like to say thank you uh, f- for you always leaving the most positively delightful comment and making this comment section a better place, mm, thank you, Daniel. And Daniel mm, says thank-, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> thank you so much, Keen. You do the exact same thing. So keep doing what you're doing. Lots of positivity going on here. God, love to see love it. Love it. We we do have to say thank you, Daniel. Um, thank and you, also Daniel. shout out to Daniel at the Bad idea. Oh this. God, was. Can I just say? What an uproar you've caused! Yeah, no. People came to, your defense. to my aid. I get, yeah, my bad. Um, yeah. World Deluxe says 169. <laughs> Looks like I came right on time. Not sure what to make oh, of that what? one. But uh, what in the world? <laughs> do your thing, I guess. Jaden says the poorly planned <laughs> podcast. What a long-nosed BHL sweaty boy Freddy joke. True. Ah. Can't can't <laughs> deny that. Speaking of Edgar Allan <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of greatest poets of our generation, and Sean Grant says random episode <laughs> suggestion, but would be cool to see you guys do a Rocky Creed movie ranked episode before Creed Three comes out. We may do Ooh. that. Although I may or may not also be working like a bit of a shout on a best and worst video of Creed movies and Rocky movies. Well, so we'll... <laughs> fucking scrap it. <laughs> we'll see what happens there, but that could be a shout. And then we did put out the triumphant return of the Ben and Fred Watch series. Uh, We did. I saw you put it out. So, let me just see the comments here. This blew my mind, by the way. NMS says, A wonderful birthday gift. Absolute cinema. The movie's pretty good. What? Back when Dwayne Johnson would actually pick interesting projects, he would never play such a morally questionable character these days. And Daniel says, Happy birthday, NMS. So, can I just say, we made this better forward watch specifically because NMS requested it so many times. And by sheer coincidence, we put it out on his birthday? I refuse to believe it. But, that is... No way! It must be just around his birthday, but what the hell? It, that is insane. If it's true, I mean, even if it's around the birthday, happy birthday, NMS, and uh, you're yeah. welcome. I guess. What a that is insane. What a brilliant time. Coincidental. What yeah, the that is a that's a Family Guy esque connection. <laughs> yeah, let's go. But uh, glad you enjoyed. Uh, Daniel at the movie says, "What a film! A fantastic Ben and Fred watch. Can't wait for the next installment." Hashtag insane, Dwayne. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hashtag insane, Dwayne. <laughs> Alfeld has some suggestions, Spectre, Robin Hood, Mission Impossible 6, any MCU movie, the Lego Ninjago movie, and Jaden says Logan Lucky would also be good. Great ideas right there. Um, and Movie Boy suggests Jack and Jill, Jerry Maguire, Grown Ups 2, Catwoman, Morbius, The Suicide Squad, Fifty Shades, Hitch, Inglorious Bastards, and Twister. A lot of great ideas here. I wish we still lived around mm-hmm. the same place, because we would, honestly, we would pump these out pretty regularly if we did, but... Um, all great suggestions, and we will have we will have some more of those. Don't you worry. Um, movie guy says Dwalbergers? Very good point. <laughs> um, Very poignant. And Lucas says "Do Silence" by Pat Collins. Next, please. And Lucas is in fact a friend of mine from film class. And Silence is in ah. fact. A film we were forced to watch that I avidly hated. <laughs> so I see. I've been mean on. A by, by your boy Lucas. In my own comment section. Very disrespectful, but thank you, Lucas. <laughs> um, <laughs> then on the fan page, real quick, we just have one great post. It's um, a poster for The Cum Peach, Eat or Face the Consequences, starring Army Totally Not a Cannibal Hammer uh yeah we never really resolved that is army hammer a cannibal storyline that was going Mm. on i don't know what the status on that is but (laughs) but he is not getting hired anymore (laughs) i haven't seen him around much lately so who knows what happened there um and final little announcement and we have to give a special shout out to your boy lele who came mm. through with one of the greatest birthday Christmas presents I've ever received. Oh, he really has. <laughs> he made, if you didn't see it, was on my Instagram. I'll put in, I guess I'll loop the video here. He um, he made a custom poorly planned podcast t-shirt for me. Um, oh, that is so wholesome. I love it. Which for the record, just op- when I first opened it and I saw like the logo on the black and stuff, I was thinking like, this is really cool, and also like straight up, I could wear this like in public. Like it could just be like the yeah. thing I wear. I then turn the shirt around, and it, it does make it unwearable, but it also made it a hundred times better. Where on the back it does say in big letters, "I'm gonna eat your wife" by Tom Cruise, which is fantastic. <laughs> but I was like, ah, maybe I can't wear this like to the. You absolutely please, I mean, I would. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna wear it. Guess I can't be. Guess I can't be wearing this to the strip bars I frequent. <laughs> but, um, and, but you on, could absolutely wear that around no, campus. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to wear it, of course. I'm, I'm absolutely going to. And on the, on the arms, it has the BHL logo and the FDK logo. So That is delightful. And it fits perfectly. It's a great shirt. So incredible stuff from Lele. Shout out for that. Thank you. It was an amazing gift. And uh, yeah, I'm off to oh. wear it. Uh, I'll send a picture every time I wear it. But thank you very much for listening. That's the episode for this week. If you enjoyed... Drop a like, subscribe, hit the bell button on YouTube. Leave a comment down below what you thought of what we talked about, what you thought of the episode. All good stuff. All the memes you want. Great things. You can also check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating, a nice review. Tell your friends about the pod. Tell your family about the pod. Tell your mailman about the pod. I'm sure he'd be interested. Please. You can find me on YouTube, BHL Hudson, Instagram, Twitter, BHL underscore Hudson. TikTok, BHL Hudson, Letterboxd, Real VHL Hudson. You can email the pod at VHL Hudson, visit All these links are down below. Ooh, you can find me on Twitter at FTK underscore Dalt Sniper. You can find me on Instagram at Fidal You can find me on Letterboxd at FTK underscore Thwilms. And you can find me on YouTube at FTK Space Gaming. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. for <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Please, everyone, tweet James Gunn. Don't really, but maybe. Guys, we need this. Hashtag dink for soup.